on episode 126 of The Endless Stream. I'm Aiden, and this week I am joined by Brian and Kevin. We are three artists, illustrators, filmmakers, and all-round shit-talkers, and each week we take some of The Endless Stream of content brought to you through Netflix, Hulu, YouTube, Spotify, Amazon Prime, Disney+, Plus, wherever you get your content, we take a chunk of it, we watch it, and we talk about it. This week, amidst all the usual nerd news and comics chaos, we're going to be talking about the re-release of the Talking Heads film Stop Making Sense, as well as the Billy Wilder, Kirk Douglas film Ace in the Hole from 1951. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the podcast, heading over to iTunes, heading over to Spotify, rating, reviewing, liking, subscribing, all of those good things really help us out. On top of that, you can go to Instagram, at The Endless Cast, where we put up artwork to go with each episode, and that's a great place to send us a message, talk to us, disagree with us, suggest something for us to watch, it's a good place to get in touch. Or you can send us an email at theendlesscast at gmail.com. All of that being said, let's get into the episode. I started trying to play with Adobe's mm-hmm. podcast editing AI. Um, it suggested that I could perhaps upload the audio and it would sync and remove ums and gaps. I love the ums though. And, the ums uh, are the best part. I couldn't make it work, so uh, I did it manually. And um, I didn't have autosave turned on on uh, Audition the other day, so uh, when when I shut Excellent. my computer down that night and forgot to save, uh, I had to start over. So the endless stream is uh, fastidiously twice edited for for um, professional. Isn't that just edited once though, and then a second time because you fucked up, as opposed to? Oh, you're right, Brian. Like when when they triple distill something, it means they distill it three times. It doesn't mean that they like distill it once Stand. and fuck it up and then have to go back to the start. <laughs> He's right. So you you've He's just right. done it once, but you yeah, did it, th- you did it the wrong way, did shit it poorly. I really was trying to to no. upsell the concept of the no. additional work I did no. to make it mm-hmm. sound like it no. had mm-hmm. twice mm-hmm. the thought. No. If anything, if anything, you probably put less of an effort into the second one because you've already done it. One hundred percent. I did. I did. That, that, that occurred to me, yeah. yeah. I was not listening yeah. the second time. Um, He's really slacking, isn't he, Kevin? It's just... Well, well, I, I what, a handful of times I've seen him this year on the pod. Slander. I've been, uh, I've been on uh, the pod. For you, yeah. I would say a handful of times. Yeah, I could probably count on one hand. Whoa. Yeah, me too. Six times. Six times. Six times. I'm going to try and get some illustration, animation, drawing work. Um, the 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 four month uh, gentleman's intermission is drawing to a close. I need I need to get a job. I actually I, I saved it for you. I saw someone post and just asked about comic book companies or something, and then someone get them a list of all the different comic book companies, and I was just like, oh, that that would be fruitful for Aiden if he wants to pursue coloring. I would like that so that yes. I can throw my name into rings. Um, I did a little color piece for ben. Uh, ben Hennessy, and uh, the so I colored his character from Godfell and the guy from uh, the Nasty, and threw that up on my Twitter and on my Instagram, and uh, tagged all the people. And it was just like a little color exercise. Ben was giving me some advice on getting into comic book coloring. Um, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna play a little more with that. I've got a whack of illustrations in front of me. I think I'm just filling my time until death um, with art, which isn't bad. But I've got like biding my time until the time is right. 
Biding my time until the time is right. What's that, Kevin? It's this one for down, I believe. My week was pretty intense. Uh, preparing for the Dublin Tattoo Convention next weekend, the 29th, 1st and the 30th. Uh, the f- 29th, 30th and the 1st. The 29th is, starts at 6 o'clock, so I won't be there. Uh, it's my day off. And I won't be there. Certainly, somebody telling telling my days off too, but I will be there. I'm tattooing. I have a full full piece on this Sunday. I'm doing a massive Digimon sleeve, which is going to be fun. Which and, Digimon? Uh, oh, awesome. All of them, Brian. All of them? All the, yeah, yeah. All 120 original Digimon? Yeah. Including yeah. Charizard and Mew? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, so I've been, I've been up to my eyeballs. Uh, which which Digimon? Uh, is it really all of them? Which ones? No, I don't know. Gigamon or something. The the wolf, the dog guy. I can't remember the names of the Digimon, unfortunately. I, know, I did like yeah, Digimon. You could just say like Digital the monsters. angel woman or the, you know. Yeah. Some of their designs are class. Right. Uh, no, the, 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 the... You've, no, you've yet, no. drawn the image or? Yes. You've got some reference? No, I yes. don't want to see it. On your phone? I don't want to see it. It's a conversation. Okay, he doesn't want to see it. Yeah. He just wants the name. Okay. It's an audio conversation. Right. What good is it? Sorry. If he holds Grinding it, it to a halt. People can't see it. I wanted him to describe it to I'm me. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Did this you, this guy you? over here thinks we're all in the same room. Discru- it's, it's exhausting. My God. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, sorry. I wish I didn't bring that up. Sorry, guys. Sorry. I just thought. No, just shut up, baby. Just shut up. You think think less. (laughs) You're here to be the good-looking one. No thinking. (laughs) Just feel. Just improv. Yeah. Get out of your head. Um, Get out of your head. Okay. Oh, God. Uh, But, uh, yeah. So, that's been my week. Uh, I didn't. But I was in Poland. Poland was great. Yes. You were in Poland. Okay, now hold on. We're going to... So, Dublin... Tattoo convention takes yes. place 29th to the 1st. I actually think okay. this episode will come out after that. Um, yeah, the way the out. editing has happened, supposed to I'll cut this, but like... I, tomorrow. Because I've ended up with a and little... we've noticed. Yeah. And the listeners uh, have noticed. Yeah. The I was slacking. Like, Where's and my we episode? Missed, it's we basically... Where's the new episode? There were a couple of late episodes... So the release date drifted a little bit, like a day to two days, and then it was like, oh, actually, I have one buffered now, so I've got us a, a little space, which actually is yeah. You nice. should have done that. We have a buffer ago. episode, so we just <laughs> yeah would have made things a lot easier. So this is a decent idea, anyway. Um, so <laughs> yeah, it's actually I'm actually quite happy that I now have one in in the pocket. So the ta- Dublin Tattoo Convention's on the 29th to the first, and <laughs> you've got a Digimon. Poland, That's tell cool. us about um, Poland. Is there anything you're Telling excited to see there? Talking about production schedules. No, he no, was telling us about, about the Dublin Tattoo Convention and was about and to segue onto Poland, and so I wanted to ask more information. On. I wanted to follow up about on. the. I'm going Listen, back to Poland. Kevin, hold on. Your mother and I are talking. Kevin. All right, Kevin, tell us about Poland. Oh, he's so childish. I'm so scared. Just Um, tell us about fucking Poland. Jesus Christ. 
Who'd you go to Poland with? My partner. Why? Norby? No, uh, Emer. Emer. I went oh. with Emer to Poland because Emer's friend was getting married. Um, we wow. only spent, we went, we really only spent three full days there. And one of the days was the wedding itself, which was phenomenal and really enjoyable and stuff. Uh, we didn't do a whole lot. We were in Krakow. We met up with a friend of mine who's a tattoo artist in Poland. Uh, we ended up for a beer with him one of the days. That was nice. Uh, Emer went to a lot of secondhand stores and got some really cool clothes <coughs> and stuff. I went to a comic book shop and picked up some uh, nice comics. Uh, well, really, it was just kind of like we didn't have, really have the opportunity to do much. We would love to go back and do the salt mines and Auschwitz and stuff, but uh, this was very much a quick city break. But um, we enjoyed lots of Polish foods and beers. Love to do concentration camp. Um, love to go back and because it's my it's been my second time in. It's just good vibes. Well, yeah. the reason we didn't do it this time is because maybe. You know, mixed in with a wedding, it would be a different. Yeah, I'm sure it would. Different type of trip. Yeah. Dif- different vibe. Yes. Uh, but I would. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, we there was a rooftop wedding of a of a hotel in a hotel. Sorry, it was a rooftop wedding, and uh, the sun was out and it's cracking the rocks, splitting the rocks, as I say. But uh, it was very funny because uh, literally as the. Uh, I say it's funny. Emer, Emer was Emer laughs at this, and um, she's she's the one who laughs at it more. Uh, but uh, the wedding had just started, and they started to do their uh, vows or whatever. And uh, uh, a wasp flew down the neck of Emer's dress and stung her in the arm, and she had to catch it. And she was just she just like, and she just looked at me, and she was just like stung by a wasp <laughs> and they just kind of like shook her arm and the the, the the wasp fell out of it it was just like it was crazy she didn't make she didn't make a fucking noise i got stung by a wasp uh last year i think it was and uh, we were walking on the road and it stung me just in the front of my my kind of like my ankle area and uh the uh oh i fucking i was like what the fuck Jesus Christ, you know, it was very mm. sore. But like Eber is a very, very tough, <laughs> tough cookie. But uh yeah, she she didn't make a fucking word. Like it was so funny. We didn't make a noise. It was it, well, you know, fair play to her. She she she's a champ. But uh that was kind of that was kind of mad. But um we we walked around the city, we saw beautiful statues and beautiful architecture. We went into some of the churches which were absolutely insane insanely decorated uh absolutely crazy i can send you guys videos later but uh then uh we had some pierogies uh real genuine traditional pierogies we had actually a lot of pierogies they were awesome and we had a lot of zurek zurek i believe it's called uh it's the stewy soup in a bowl bread bread bowl nice yes we had that a couple of times we had pierogies we had polish breakfasts (laughs) Uh, which you know is that stuff like say, like, you know, I I I, I don't want to like obviously I don't want to be wrong but like you know kind of has like some sour bitter stuff with it uh, with your eggs and your sausages and um like uh like sour cream and things like that you know uh really really good mm. stuff um we got these things and I can't think of the name of them but basically it's just half a baguette with tons of stuff on top of it. I don't know why they don't do them in Ireland. In the sense of, I, I, I would love, I would love if someone set up like a, I don't know, Polish. Maybe there is one. 
but like I would love to go somewhere where you can get like like pierogies really easy, Zurich really easy, these these baguette things really easy, you know, not like necessarily a Polish mm. restaurant, but like like kind of the, like the, the little places that we are, little kiosks and stuff. But uh, yeah, the food was great. Um, really, really good time. The weather was beautiful. Uh, yeah, I had a great time in Poland. There's a place it on Douglas Street. I always pass. I don't know if it's ever actually open, but outside on the like the shop frontage, it says you know they do pierogi and stuff like that. Um, and there's supposed to be uh, like a street festival in Douglas Street today. They had a ton of stuff planned, but I think they've cancelled it because of the weather, which is a shame because it sounded like it was going to be mm. awesome. They had a lot of stuff planned for it. Yeah, well, that's a pity. But. Who knows? Could have gone down there, and they might have had all that delicious stuff you were talking about. And now I won't know because yes, it's cancelled. I, I I imagine there's pierogies somewhere in Dublin, but it was great to have the the authentic ones. And you know what pierogies are? Mm. Yes, I do. Um, I do. They're delicious. They're, delicious. they're basically like I remember one time Emer tried to make dumplings before, and uh, it didn't go mm. her way. It didn't go right. But she basically made pierogies. Just heavy on the pastries. Yeah, looks like that, right? Pretty much. But uh, okay. I had a great time. Um, I I purchased a book before I left because it's a three-hour flight, uh, mm-hmm. and I wanted to read and all that kind of stuff. And I'm thoroughly enjoying it. It's the da, 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 da. oh, you bought a comic book, Ghost Rider the- Epic Collection. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were buying like an actual airplane book, like a grown-up. <laughs> why can't you? Why can't you? You made it sound like you the Vinci Code, a book book. like a normal adult. <laughs> Lee Pace is writing for airplanes. <coughs> That's what it's for. Mm. Lee Child. Lee Pace. Do I mean? Who do I mean? Lee Child. Lee Pace, Lee Pace is though. a wonderful actor. Yeah. Lee Child is the Jack Reacher guy. Sorry. You there, Kev? No, I lost brain. We lost. You are there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Brian, yeah, I didn't hear it. I heard it. Jack Reacher. But I'm sure the people heard whatever he said. Um, it's being recorded on his end, anyway. Yes. The other thing that happened was uh, you... Um, uh, I'm, he's going to say power cut or some shit, right? Internet connection is gone. Mm-hmm. A bit shit. That's okay, Brian. Okay. You're here in spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you had the, the Dublin Culture Night as well, didn't you? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's... You know... Tell, tell us about that. We'll get back to this later. Um, Dublin Culture Night. So we had Dublin Culture Night in the studio, and it was massively successful. Uh, despite kind of, um, we didn't get the, the proper POS for them and all that kind of stuff. Do you say POS? I would say POS. Uh, what are we saying POS means? Uh, well, point of sale. I Piece of shit, point of sale? Point of sale. You didn't get the proper point of sale? Uh, was that what we used to call, I don't know, that's what we used to call like posters and leaflets and all that kind of stuff uh, when I worked. Maybe we did, was it called POS? I can't remember. But uh, basically all the kind of like the promotional stuff. Okay. I can't remember. Um, yes, po- like a, like a, like the little like card reader thing. No, 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 no. I would refer to as a POS. Okay, well maybe. Uh, 
I was just ta- I just kind of considered like you know posters and that kind of material, but uh, whatever. Anyways, look, kind of it, yeah. cut that. You can cut that. But Print material. We didn't get. We know. just. We'll just say it. we didn't get the. We did. Unfortunately, there was some sort of miscommunication. We didn't get the right uh, stuff to promote the market. The, the market mm-hmm. the event in the studio. However, uh, we had a great fucking time. It was brilliant. Uh, we had red and white wine. If should people choose red or white wine, uh, we had a bunch of fake tattoos. And we had uh, a bunch of fake tattoos. I think you're back, Brian. We got you. Uh, a bunch of fake tattoos. And uh, then we had people tattooing bananas. And uh, it was great fun. Um, busy, mm. busy, man. Like, I thought it kind of died down around 9 o'clock or something. And then I literally turned my back, turned around, and boom. The studio was rammed again. It was brilliant. And it was great to see people from, like, all demographics trying to tattoo bananas getting fake tattoos and all that kind of stuff it was really good fun that sounds like a blast you had a you had a a, a busy or you've got a busy couple of weeks between all of the those events and whatnot. yes yeah and uh we even had uh irish comedian uh dave mcsavage swung by to tattoo a banana ah did he tattoo anything Funny. Uh, he tattooed. He was good. He ta- he did. A, he drew a love heart with the word mum on it, and uh, and I said, "Mum, what the hell? I was like, what the hell are you doing?" I was like, "It's man," and he and then yeah. and he was just like, kind of got a bit of a chuckle out of that. We, had, he, you know, he was nice. He was fine, and he was there with his girlfriend, and I called her his daughter. To him, uh, to her, hilarious. Give me the sentence that you said to them. Uh, well, she was tattooing. She was doing very well, and I said, "Oh, it looks like you're over. You're you're showing up. Your." And I was like, "Father," because <laughs> I I had no idea. And then she was like, "Oh my god, that's my boyfriend." And I was like, "That's hilarious." I was like, "Well, you're showing up. Your non-father." <laughs> uh, so culture night was good, yeah. Culture night was fun. Culture I'm night just was getting success. into some juicy but yeah, there. Mm-hmm. Just That's great. Juicy, Did you do anything um, for Culture Night, um, Brian? Aiden's just like, no. Not at all. Shut it down. Shut it down. Uh, I didn't. But, uh, Did you do anything for Culture Night, no. Brian? You didn't, no. Didn't go out. Was there anything going on in court? There was loads. There was. There, must have been. there was loads. Oh, so, yeah. so part of my ignorance, Culture Night is, a, is, a, is across the country. I think so, right? It's not a, just a It's Dublin not just thing. Dublin. I don't know how many other cities do it, obviously. Hmm. I, I, I think Galway does actually now that you say it. Um, but yeah, it was on. There was loads on. Uh, cool. I just didn't bother going to any of it. Are you poorly, Brian? You sound a little smothered. Um, um, oh, oh, God bless you. Yeah. For about three weeks now. <laughs> oh, God. It won't leave. That's awful. Oh. Imagine if you're allergic to dogs and it just took this long. Um. Yes, Culture Night was great. Dogs. Good fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. It's class. It'd be worth it. I didn't do any Culture Nighty things. What I did do on Friday, though, was I went to see Stop Making Sense in nice. the IMAX. Had you seen um, it before? I had never seen it. Class. No. Well, I'd watched little bits of it, it leading up to it to try and get a sense of it. Um, I'd been familiar with most of the music as well, and I, I love... I absolutely love when there's a gap in my like film viewing and I can see that it's about to get played somewhere. And I saw the re-release trailer for this back in March and I've just been keeping an eye out for screenings. And I was so glad that the IMAX had one. And it was a blast. It was it was really good fun. That um that movie has so much energy from start to finish. It just goes. 
That's awesome. Um, you seen it? You guys have seen it, yeah? The Talking Heads documentary. Concert film. Concert. Kind of. Or concert. No, I'd have zero interest. You should watch it. It's great. Zero, zero interest. No, not, not my thing. <laughs> I can't tell if this is a joke. Um, uh, no, 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 not a joke. I just, I'd have zero interest in the Talking Heads. Could care less. Okay. Yeah, but that's. It's not the, the way in which it. he's delivering the tone is so unreasonably <laughs> dismissive. Why? Um, because there are at least two universally recognized bangers out of the Talking Heads. I wouldn't even and say that's a reason they, to watch it, though. I'd say just as a film. No, but it's it's, it's just like you said, the amount yeah, of energy well, I, in the film is bonkers. So it, it's Jonathan Demme directing. It's um. I, I mean, I, I don't know about how they shot things and in what order, but, like, it, it's so beautifully shot on film. The light and the dark, the cinematography of how they light each song changes beautifully. Um, it starts with just uh, David Byrne playing uh, Psycho Killer on an acoustic guitar. That's a great on an song. empty stage. That's, that's, that's a great song. And he plays it on a, an empty stage by himself to an audience. And then... Then the bass player joins him for the second song, and then the drum kit is wheeled in behind them as they're playing the second song, and the drummer joins them. And the stage set just builds out and out and out as they progress. And then you start to see more of the audience as it goes on, and it just gets bigger and bigger, and you get a sense of the scale of the place. And then towards the end, the camera just becomes very in amongst them. It had been kind of like objectively observing them, but then it just starts to get in amongst them and into the audience, and it it's just really um really beautifully made the way it sort of shows you the scale of this thing and then puts you in it it's it is worth watching kev yeah um i'm not going to do that he won't he won't no but it's just i don't think i've ever encountered a brian reaction out of kevin which is just like the flat refusal that's not a brian reaction that's not a brian reaction when would be backed up <laughs> there would be a reason <laughs> uh, it's a Brian reaction. I'm just copying missing. Brian. Um, no, like I like I like Psycho Killer, Calcasay, or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I'm not I'm not going to watch a, a movie about them. I have zero interest. But it's not it's not a movie about them. But like, it's like putting music on. But I wouldn't. But no, it's great. Wouldn't be interested. Do you watch? Have you watched or have you watched any concert films? Are concert films just not your thing? Uh, I watched one, maybe. I, so concert films, aren't you? Th- yeah, is what we're boiling down to. Yeah, what's the, like? I watched the one like was it some kind of some kind of monster? What was the Metallica one? Um, it was rubbish. Hang on, it was. Hang on, what? What? Huh? What? What was rubbish? One of the Metallica things I watched was rubbish. Was it a concert or a documentary about them? Uh, it was a concert. It was a concert thing. They made uh, it was two, like, and they were great. They made there was one of like, I have a feeling there was one like of the guy from uh, Spider Man and. Uh, where is this going? Uh, there was one where it was just like a guy who was trying to get to the Metallica concert, but he was fighting monsters and, and all that kind of stuff, uh, and it was cut in with like Metallica <laughs> bits. So that sounds vaguely familiar. Okay. Yeah, they made a great concert film, um, which I knew nothing about. Uh, I think it came out in like '96, 
and I bought it. I don't know if it was on VHS or DVD, but I bought it knowing nothing about it, and it it was called uh, Cunning Stunts. Have you seen that? Do you know anything about that? No. No? Yeah, it's called Cunning Stunts, and it was one of the first times I would have seen them play you know, songs I'd listened to on tape. And yeah. like they just play them so well. Like they're, they're, they're such a tight band, or at least they were. Um, I've heard they're less so these days. They are kind of pushing it, but that's the story. Anyway, the, the, the thing with this tour is that um, they basically, there's, there's a stunt in the middle of it where the pyrotechnic goes wrong and the whole thing just blows up and parts of the stage collapse and a guy comes flying out of the, the rafters and stuff and it's all it's all planned. And then the, the concert starts up again but now the stage design is different because some of the lighting rig has fall down and then it just like a few small spotlights come up and the band start playing again. But uh, I knew I didn't know that was coming when I was watching it the first time. <laughs> I was like, "What is this?" Because I I did I I thought stunning cunts or cunning stunts was just a cunning you know, stunts. That, what's that thing? Where you basically uh, reverse spoonerism kind of thing? Yeah, stunning cunts. I I just assumed that's what they were doing. Um, but no, they actually there is a, a cunning stunt in the middle of it where the whole the whole show blows up literally. But it's all but bad. apparently that. But apparently that happened for real. Uh, it happened show, for real, and then they recreated it. Not quite, yeah. like not not to the extent that uh, it happened. Yeah, not as elaborate. Yeah, yeah. What, what happened was uh, a pyrotechnic went off and set Heffield on fire, um, and he got pretty serious burns from it. Um, but yeah, then <laughs> we were pretty brave of them to then put on a a big stunt show a couple of years after he almost died yeah. from a. Yeah. So. I saw Metallica through the Never. Through Never. Is that with Dane DeHaan? Is it or something? Or, yes. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was trying to say. The guy from Chronicles yeah. or something. But, uh, uh, and I haven't seen that. But, uh, I don't like it, but it has like a 7 out of 10 and 87. If you know, if you believe in reviews as a. Well, who are you saying out of Spider Man? Dane DeHaan from the. He played Harry in the. Green Goblin. Web. In the Maze of Spider Man. Andrew Garfield. In the Maze of Spider Man 2, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Dane DeHaan. Is that his name? The main guy from Chronicles and the Cure for Wellness, I think. Mm-hmm. God, I, for, I, I, I always... He was in Oppenheimer as well, He came back for that. The small little part in that summer, I think, didn't he? I think. Wait, is he, is he not acting yes. anymore? Yeah. Oh, no, no, as in... I mean, he went away oh. in terms of... He was being pushed for a while. He was in everything, and then he just didn't take off the way... I think they'd hoped he was going to be a... Whether DiCaprio or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, after Chronicle, yeah. Chronicle was, was great. Chronicle was so good. Uh, but he was very disappointed in Spider-Man, but that's not really indicative of him. That's more than the film. He was, like, yeah, he was given, like, it's what he was given to work with there. Oh, yeah, but um, I that's, I, that's most the case. Valerian, the city of a thousand planets. Oh, I know. I tried to watch that. That's That was a tough watch. I didn't get through it. I, yeah, city of a thousand planets was just wandery. I didn't, I don't know. It's a visual spectacle. Um, this must be the, uh, sorry, Stop Making Sense is great. Um, Psycho Killer, Once in a Lifetime, This Must Be the Place, Burning Down the House. Uh, those are the four that, like, people know if you don't know Talking Heads. And then there's a bunch more that, like, I was less familiar with. Um, but, like. Who sings that song, This Is Not My Beautiful House? This Is Not My Talking Heads. So they are the best band in the world. Watch Stop Making Sense. It's great. Don't even watch no, it. Just put it on. Watching, no, just stop. put it on not while you're painting talk. or drawing. Not at all. 
this okay this it, is it's so funny that you. you know his reaction anyway. is so adamantly against it that the only thing that could happen would be for him to fall in love with it and say this is the best <laughs> thing i've ever seen because he has no concept of why we're recommending it to him he's just like i've no interest so i'm not yeah. gonna watch it so all that could happen is he'll watch it and go it's oh also on plex it would set his brain on fire I don't and it would just be anymore like, yeah. Uh, so you saw Talking Heads uh, make sense it was stuff. great Wasn't it, it was really joyous it was a giant screen around uh, four songs in half the dance. room got up and just started hey. dancing huh hey. I didn't no no I was saying to people I know you wouldn't yeah no I wouldn't I, well, I, I was kind of there to, I was there to watch the film <laughs> are people who dance in the cinema akin to the people who clap no. when the plane ends no okay no no when it's when it's something like that like when we went to see purple rain after prince died like I was, it was great to see people dancing you know like <laughs> um concert films are a different set of rules yeah. um what is interesting i've never hmm? oh, that's interesting check them out kev fun things are fun um, but did he not do did he not do a song with Sia? Uh, or they were recording some song together. It sounded horrendous. David Byrne and Sia? Well, I mean, the first video I see is uh, what went wrong with this song. Um, Unstoppable. I don't yeah. know. I'll check it out later. I'll, I'll yeah. take it. I mean, I do like... Um, I like David Byrne. Fair. Or I like his music so far. Where are they from? My life of listening. America? America? America. <laughs> um, but yeah. There you go, talking heads. Oh, Check Genius of Love is in the middle of it as well. Like it's great. Um. All right. Well, that was that was my Friday night. My culture night was taking in some fantastic cinema. Um. You know what I noticed in my uh, trailer browsing, uh, this morning and through this week, is Nicolas Cage has four lunatic films out in the last like three months. Mm-hmm. He's really stepping it up at the end of twenty twenty three. He's, um, he's having a bit of a resurgence, I guess, to a degree. Well, I think he, like, I've, I mean, the last time he put this many films out in sequence was like massive tax problems. <laughs> oh, he's yeah. Well, I think that's dinosaur eggs somehow. Yeah, because he's got the retirement plan where he's the assassin. Kind of got a. a um, John Wicky thing? Uh, old man Wicky, but also with the like. Um, Margaritaville, like, what's his, what's that guy's name? Like, he's wearing the Hawaiian shirt Jimmy and he's Buffett. relaxed. He's got a, like, Jimmy Buffett vibe, thank you. Um, Sympathy for the Devil, where he seems to be playing the devil. Um, and he's got dyed red hair and looks fucking horrible. Butcher's Crossing, which is a Western thing that actually looks quite good. Um, you like Westerns, Kevin. Um, it seems to be about hunting buffalo in the wilderness of the Old West. And uh, Dream Scenario, which has a sort of... It's an A24. I'm not quite sure oh, what's yeah. going on. That looks pretty crazy. I got, I got, yeah, I got sort of Bo is Afraid, Serious Man vibes off the trailer. Um, I tried to watch Bo is Afraid and didn't stick with it. Hmm, I, can't, I can see that. I can't remember why, but yeah. Because uh, it's crazy. It's a, it's a tough watch. It's a long movie with uh, disconnected disconnected just uh, each section is easily a point where you can go oh fuck this you know like when it transitions to another thing and the tone changes or what he's going through changes drastically uh, it, there are many jumping off points um, like yeah 
I don't want to get into Bo's Afraid. Did you see that movie, Brian? No. Um, <coughs> I, I think we talked about this way back where I was just like, I'm going to think about it, but I don't think I'll ever watch it again. There's some great stuff in it. There's great performances, but like, ultimately, I was not satisfied by that movie. And you think Dream Scenario, did you say it's called? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you're getting similar Bo vibes. Well, I'm, I'm getting Bo trailer vibes. You know what I mean? Like, it's just me reacting very instinctively off it this morning that doesn't mean this movie's going to be anything like it you know mm-hmm. like it it even started the trailer did that thing where it started presenting it as a kind of like upbeat happy chirpy comedy and it's like mm, i don't think this is what this is mm. fair um, it, it reminded me of those like trailers from the early 2000s where they like re-edited the shining to look like a rom-com mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um shining Family's perfect getaway together. Yeah. Neat chat. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, um, but uh, okay. So he. So Nicolas Cage, you're saying, is banging out some some movies. He's doing the lunatic trope that he's got going on. Um, I I I am keen to because because I've been reading a lot of Ghost Rider, as I said. Ah, uh, uh, Nicholas Cage is a perfect segue back to Ghost Rider. Well done, well done. <laughs> well, and we got away from framing it as like an adult reading a book to um, <laughs> lunatic actor. Yes, silly content, comic books. Okay, here we go. Ghost Rider. You were reading a Ghost Rider, but, trade, but, yeah? but no, I'm just saying there is a um, there is talks that the Ghost Rider is going to potentially. There was talks that they were going to do a Halloween special with Ghost Rider, like the what to call it. Um, like the werewolf, uh, by night. werewolf by night which is being released in color on the 20th of october which is interesting um boo i know yeah uh but uh there is talks of because because you know the way like um deadpool is doing mm. uh is, is is meant to be bringing back a lot of different randos from different movies there's talks of nicholas cage could be back for that but i don't think so i don't know i can see them doing it like um just hopefully it's not like the Flash Nicolas Cage cameo um, how's the graphic novel you were reading then it's a collected like it's a is it historical stuff well, or is it recent publications I'm, or is it I'm, I'm not too sure like you, you don't want to talk about this or you do I do oh okay we segued very naturally into it okay okay I wasn't too sure um, no. but uh, I would like to watch those Ghost Rider movies again because I haven't watched them in years and uh, like you get a real hit, like it's like basically on the internet, it's like people love them, people hate them. You know, it's hard to know. Yeah, um, children that watched them when they were eleven and had formative experiences with them will hold them in a sweet spot forever. They're messy, messy movies. That first one has some like, and I have that mindset sometimes when I see films, and it's just like, yeah, this hit me at the right time, and and I really enjoy it. And then you got to be able to objectively look back and go, this is a fucking mess. Oh, dude. That like, Ghost Rider movie has massive, like, it feels like massive chunks were cut out of it to just get on with the fucking that's, story. That's that director's, that's that director's style, honestly, because, like, he did Daredevil and Electra, and they're so, like, sometimes it's the guy who just does stuff in movies because he thinks it's going to be cool, but it's just like, but it doesn't make sense. Like, I'll always... These are three terrible movies. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, but I've always, I'll always, like, just reference the point where, in Daredevil, where uh, Ben Ulrich kind of comes across the first scene in the movie where Daredevil kind of disposes of a guy by using a train uh, you know the police are investigating and stuff and you know Eric just throws this like cigar or cigarette or whatever and it lights up these like big double D Daredevil on fire you know and it's just kind of like what well, like that what is that like you know like why why the fuck is that in it and like the director's just like oh yeah like I watched the crow and I thought it was cool so I wanted to do it and it's just like 
It's stupid. That's also not like I'm fairly certain it was a Daredevil comic book from that era as well that like had that as the cover. You know, like the cityscape and the lights lighting up there. Like there's that like he watched the crow and he also cribbed it off a comic book cover but didn't give it any thought. Yeah. As to whether or not it like I do remember sitting in the cinema as a young idiot going, Hey, fire Yeah <laughs> Oh man, I've saw that movie so many times. And that's in Gavin Smith. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, I know. yeah, yeah. But I but I was always impressed that uh like Kevin Smith is a scene where he uses one of Daredevil's um Billy clubs or Billy clubs, whatever you want to call them, yeah, and uh, it kind of extends, it extends telescopically, extends out, and like he he grabs it, and he's holding it. It's like that was all done with CGI, and it's just like even like I haven't watched it in years, but even then, I was just like, how's that CGI? That looks so good. I saw a cosplay account that made that Billy club. Nice. Now it didn't do everything where it shot a hundred feet of cable and stuff, but like it fucking extended and contracted in a way that like it looked awesome. Yeah, like somebody did a really good job on it. <laughs> But um, but uh, yeah, that director is awful. And then you had the guys who did uh, the Crank movies. They directed the second one, and I don't believe they yeah. they haven't directed a movie together since, as far as I know. But is it one of those guys that's directing a new Hellboy? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he did something in the middle that was like, okay, that's not terrible. Maybe you're redeeming mm-hmm, yourself mm-hmm. independently. <laughs> and so I I I like people making things. I give them chances, but like. Those Ghost Rider movies were a great example of visual effects, but just bad fucking films. But this is it, like, like kind of just cool, cool, real. If you worked on it, you know, fun yeah, stuff. But that that's it. I am never not annoyed at how cool the cowboy Ghost Rider looks I know. and how wasted. Yes, yeah. So it is. like they make a big deal of it. There's a moment and goes, well, I guess I got one ride left. Yeah, it? yeah. And then they fucking belt it across. They just it's just a shot of them running across land like yeah, a fucking the desert. like that like PlayStation 1 T-Rex walking on the spot demo. Yeah, you know, yeah. they just have them running. Yeah. And they pan around them and then it just has a shot of them sort of stopping and going, "Well, I got you here. I'm off." Yeah. And that was does it's it. so ridiculous. He's just like, well, this is the end of the road for me, friend. And it's just like, you just you just ran like hell for leather. And then that was it. Hilarious. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, aspects. Uh, yeah. Crazy, crazy stuff. But like I said, visually is cool looking. Um, uh, there was something else I was going to say. But uh, I can't. I can't remember. Uh, well, we were going to talk about the book you're reading. Uh, well, like, well, so it's the original. I've, I've started from a first issue, Marvel Spotlight number five, 1972. Uh, I've read okay, about okay so very first Ghost Rider yeah and I've read about maybe maybe 10 or 11 issues since then you know as in like I'm right. getting through the book I'm about halfway through it I think um, it's it's interesting it's interesting uh, there's there's um, you know kind of like the original it's, it's, it's interesting to see how they kind of conveyed the original concept and how it's changed over time and then how one of the issues they just redid it you know, they kind of just rewrote it when it wasn't the devil as Mephisto and all this kind of stuff, you know? All right. So within the first 10 issues, they rewrite it, is it? No, not within the first 10 issues. No. Um, I've always, so I've basically, I read the first handful of the Marvel Spotlight stuff. Right. And then I think the following year, uh, I think there was like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 10, 11, or six issues or something. And then the following year, he launches, they launched his own course, right? title. Uh, when and that's that's kind of I think the first issue of that kind of features Damien uh, Hellstorm, uh, and the inclusion of him, uh, but uh, then I think further down the line I don't know if it was in the late seventies or the 
eighties. I I actually had I actually had the comic book. It was one of the ones that we picked up together, in, uh right. where it, it was kind of like a soft reboot of the story, just kind of telling it in a, in a in a new way, where they kind of included Mephisto and just just kind of beefed it up. As in, like the original concept was kind of there in a nice in a, in a way, but uh, they kind of yeah. just fleshed it out more, you know. Um, but uh, kind of I don't know if you were familiar with Ghost Rider much growing up. Uh, I think I was like I wasn't reading the um, I wasn't reading the um, the books or the issues, but like he would pop up and well, trying to think if that's true, he would pop up. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's kind of funny because he's like he's he's like a popular character, but also not. It's kind of a funny one. I guess he's B-list. Well, I think I think the thing is he's like, even though he said movies, it's weird. Yeah. All of these B-list characters, I was about to say something that's like, if you're not reading the book, this applies to everybody. I was about to say, like, like seriously, what is the Hulk as a comic book? Like, big guy hits things? And it's like, well, that's every fucking comic book if you're not reading it. The Hulk has gotten... You don't know what the content is. The recent Hulk, Hulk stuff has gotten really into, like, horror, body horror, monsters, and all kinds of stuff. It's meant to be great. It's meant to be very, yeah. very good. But, uh, so, yeah, the, like, the, the, the original uh, Ghost Rider run is fun. Like, it's so... It's, some of it's just so, like, obviously you know different pe- time period some of it's so hammy and things but there's an odd there's an odd issue and i was reading it and i was just like oh, i hope they redeem this or change this or do this in some way that's better right. long story short uh out of out of spite uh ghost rider pretty much just destroys an uh, a native american reservation out of spite yeah because like his part his girlfriend roxy roxanne simpson uh she essentially gets kidnapped by uh a, a native american witch doctor called snake dance kidnaps her he has it out for johnny blaze because johnny blaze wants to jump a canyon that canyon is on the reserve if he does it it's going to bring the media and attention and that's going to bring the white men back to wanting to own that land and all that kind of stuff you know so he's against johnny doing the jump over the canyon johnny doesn't care because he has to do it uh he's an asshole and uh then um then in defiance or in retaliation uh snake dance kidnaps roxy johnny's girlfriend and kind of makes her or poison her with snake venom now the the other native americans are against snake dance they don't seem to kind of like they think he's gone too far and he's full of shit basically uh but johnny's kind of like he grabs roxy and he's just like if she doesn't get better i'm gonna come back and kill y'all but like fuck y'all and then burns all the reservation on them like i literally says like but i'm gonna burn your land and burn because you know because of what you did and it's just like that's one guy one guy did that and you're punishing everybody that's so mean and uh, then his daughter makes has also made a deal she's been manipulated by the devil she comes back into it but uh yeah johnny blaze uh, like, but it's it's just it's so funny how like flat it is. How there's like there's like if they introduce a new character, you know they're only introducing that new character because the current bad guy is going to be dealt with, and now they're introducing a new character to be the next bad guy. Like there's no character development. It's so it's like, it's gas. I, it's it's funny just to see where it came from. You know. Anytime I've gone back to try and read older comic books, um, yeah, you do see how like. Um, flat and processy they are it's just like hero villain win next yes. hero villain win yeah. next you know yeah girl uh, gets in trouble like hero say like it's like real like one dimensional yeah yeah um, that's what I was that, that was all I was going to say yes um, uh, I was going to say it's like it's interesting to see where these guys start and all that kind of stuff uh, I'm so like whatever about the 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 
kind of, you know, parts of it being very dated and in poor taste, uh, which I suppose is in every bloody book, really, you know, essentially, uh, but uh, to a degree, like, but uh, it's, it's just like, but like the, the drawings are still phenomenal. Like you're looking at these drawings and it's like, you know, whatever the artist, some, I think it's like a, Sutton, Tom Sutton, I can't think of his name, maybe, but it's just like, you know, go, the hands, the hands are phenomenal. The guy's hands were fucking awesome. Just like goes right up on a glove and it's just like, Jesus, it's like Bern Hogarth type of, isn't it Bern Hogarth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's like just that level of anatomy in the hands and the fingers and stuff. And it's like, Jesus Christ. Um, I like this stuff. Like, it's funny. Uh, it's, it's, it's interesting to see where it comes from. Well, but that's what I was going to say. I, one of the first kind of graphic novel things I've ever read was a Wolverine Punisher and Ghost Rider story. Cool. Where, but it's 90s Ghost Rider, so it's Danny Ketch. Mm. Uh, where they each receive an anonymous letter. But you're, when you're reading it, you don't know they've each received one. You're basically just following it from the perspective of Ghost Rider. Marvel made this book at the time because they were three of their most popular kind of anti-hero, dark kind of mm. guys. So they made this little like one-shot kind of, comic graphic whatever it's, it's drawn by john Romita jr it's fucking class but it's basically danny catch just not r- arrives up to this b&b out in the middle of nowhere midwest america kind of thing uh rocks up in this b&b uh and then he kind of he settles in where he discovers this the b&b has more lodgers and it's frank castle and logan you know, Logan smells through Frank Castle's disguise instantly, but Danny Ketch doesn't know who either the men are. But Blackheart resurfaces, trying to form an alliance with the three heroes because it's it's so 90s because it's just like, yeah, I live on the edge. And if you cross over the edge, I can give you, you know, all these powers. I can f- tell Wolverine where his origin is. I can bring back Castle's family. I can help Ghost Rider with his BS and all these type of things, but they won't cross the edge. You know, they won't cross the line. And it's all just like, you know, we live on the edge. We push the edge to <laughs> the max, but we never cross it and stuff. But it's basically the three guys fighting Blackheart uh, in hell as Blackheart takes over this whole town and all that kind of stuff. It's good fun. It's a beautiful looking book. Mm. It's very, very cool. And it was nice to read that because even looking at it again, like 20 odd years later, it's like those images were burnt into my mind. You know, I think that's probably one of the books that cemented why I like John Romita Jr. so much. It's great stuff. That 90s, <laughs> like that was my Ghost Rider as well. That um, Danny Ketch. Danny Ketch. Johnny Blaze did come back John, into No, it. Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze is the original ghostwriter. Danny Ketch. And, and then that stopped in the kind of in the 80s. And I think it wasn't until 10 years later where they they they, re, right, they brought okay. back ghostwriter as a new ghostwriter, Danny Ketch. Who was named... Well, I, like... Oh, sorry. The the Ketch one, with like that, that leather jacket, like that like 90s... Oh, his bike was Like class. leather jackets and chains thing. That yeah. was fucking everywhere yeah. in like media and stuff. And like, it was just like... That was a Ghost Rider I first saw and thought looked class. Yeah. And like with that like that motorcycle with the big shield yeah. on the front of it. Like by the time I was actually in a position to buy comics and they relaunched Ghost Rider, I was kinda like disappointed that it didn't look like that. Like he was just riding around on a motorbike yeah. with a big yes, I flaming agree. wheels. But I didn't realise that there was all this history before it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of um, course. <gasps> but uh yeah. So I'm really, really enjoying it. Really, really enjoying it. Like I said, um, I'm totally aware of the 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 things that like you know reminiscent of his time and all those type of mm-hmm. things, but uh, but I'm I, I'm enjoying getting a deeper look into the character for sure. Really there was a suggestion it. that like the the event Marvel show like 
Werewolf by Night would be a thing. Because like there, I saw someone saying there was a Ghost Rider Halloween special coming. Did, did you slightly say that at the beginning? Yes. Of this, um, any there's no likelihood of that, really, is there? Don't. Any thought on that, Brian? You're the one with your ears at the ground on on rumors and stuff. Uh, I have lost interest. Like, I don't care. Oh, what, you don't. You don't. Care. I, I don't care what Disney. I don't care what they're making. Oh, those. I, I don't care. I've heard so much stuff, and some of it might have been true at some point. But if it was true, I don't care because I don't trust them to make something really good, especially okay. with a character that I'm. You know, I can appreciate the the character makes a great T-shirt. Yes, makes a great yeah, image. Yeah. It's a very cheesy. It's it's like Eddie from Iron Maiden. You know, it's a mascot. It's not really. A, that's not to say that you can't make a cool story out of it because it's it's vengeance. It's the spirit of vengeance. So, you know, that always makes for great stories. But um, I've lost interest in. I've lost interest in most of this type of media. It's lost me. I don't it's care. Lost you. Yeah. That's sad. Is there is there anything specific you'd like to talk about on the endless stream? No, I'm I'm, I'm enjoying listening to you two. <laughs> um, okay. So, but, um, so if it's, I, I, but, but I don't like this constant cycle of rumor and casting and production, and then for it to just be really lackluster when it comes out. Um, yeah it's lost me and you know some of it was true some of it was true but then plans changed some of it was never true I don't care anymore okay it's well beyond not caring uh, do you remember or have you recently seen any indication of one way or the other like any notion of news objectively <laughs> nothing recent but there's there's always been talk nothing that recent. They, I, I think there was plans at some point in in the same way that there was Blade, Midnight Suns. They were they were talking about a Midnight Suns thing for a while, even pre Eternals, pre kind of Black Knight, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So it was definitely in talks because they have all these characters, they have all this yeah. content to fill. So it probably was going to happen at some point, but they have had to revise how they make this stuff because none of it has a really taken off whether it's from star wars or marvel it's been very very lackluster and not 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 in terms of like a my reaction to it just in terms of you, you can yeah. see how they were hoping that i i hear ads on the radio for ahsoka where there's like a two or three minute ad slot where they're talking about the plot of ahsoka to try get people to get disney plus subscriptions yeah, they are desperate for this stuff to to take off and and become a new global thing, and it just hasn't happened. So, yeah, there probably was supposed to be a Ghost Rider thing. There probably will be a Ghost Rider thing, but I have stopped kind of digesting all that news because uh, well, it's become boring. I I think I I agree with you for sure to a degree, Brian. In the sense of kind of I've I've kind of how do I say this? It's like I've, I've kind of started to reach a point where I've stopped looking to the MCU stuff or all that kind of thing for my comic itch or scratch. And I've just gone back to the fucking books because I can pick and I can look into what works, what doesn't work. I can pick and choose things better and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm enjoying reading Ghost Rider. I'm interested in the character at the moment and stuff. Um, I'm still like, you know, reading other books. 
Uh, but uh, but I I kind of <laughs> it's just like yeah I'm not relying on. Uh, and the MCU well, I MCU you said I, as well about the. I artwork. guess what I'm trying to work out is they were. It looked like they were trying to establish a pattern of a seasonal drop event thing. So if they did that with Werewolf by Night, at what point did we know about that? You know, if it was a Halloween release, I know, yeah. Did we know about that? Like, did they release that early October? Or did they release that the week of Halloween? Or did they? They re- they didn't release it at Halloween. They released it. They released it maybe the week or two before Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when did they let people know it was happening? Like, but, if they were to do, like, I'm sure the if they planned, there, there's many reasons why they wouldn't. The the strike will have fucked everything up to a degree as well, right? Like, that's been going on for months now. Yeah. Yeah. But like to be honest, I see stuff online where it says like, "Oh, Armor Wars is now this, and Iron Heart is going to be this, and blah blah." And it's like, I don't care. I don't care about any of them anymore. I like, I, I, I agree. I agree exactly yeah. what you're saying. I do. I'm gonna go watch them. It's particularly the Marvel stuff. I will watch them. I'm in that pattern. I do like it. If it's great and I enjoy it, brilliant. Like I do love Werewolf, and I, you know, yeah. and uh, that was really refreshing. I want That was like yes, a, and when I that could have been a very standalone thing. It, it was. You could see that was somebody who had a real, like, love for that type of stuff. People were having wanted, fun. Yeah, they were yeah. having fun. Like, chancing their, not chancing around, but, you know, having a crack at giving it, give, give, Yeah, exactly, giving it their shot. Yeah. 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 And I, and I, to be honest, when I think about it, I, I think it's great. And Man-Thing is also a character that I quite like. But uh, it's like, kind of like, oh, that was great. And then a part of me is just like, yeah. oh, I want, and it's just like, no, 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 no. I don't want any more. I really like Wear Up a Night, and that's fine. Doing a color re-release is a, you know, it's like, that's a real half measure, like reusing. Yeah, because before. it's being released on Hulu, I believe, uh, yeah. for October, the, and then they're doing a re- color re-release on the 20th of October. I could be wrong, but yeah, I heard So the first, trailer for, um, the first trailer for Werewolf by Night, I can see, is 10th of September. Okay, so we're, um, we're past. So, yeah. And uh, it went up on Disney Plus on the seventh of October. So okay, I think okay. if they were going to announce something, they would. Oh no, there's nothing happening. Uh, yeah, there's definitely nothing. Well, happening. Well, that's the yeah, question. Yeah. But then um, again, uh, Toxic Avenger uh, is that released? Well, no, it's it's just a, it's being screened. I think around this time uh, at some festivals or something, and I've seen images of. Uh, Elijah Wood. It looks and interesting. Peter yeah. In it, I, I hear man like I, I'll give it a shot. A hundred percent. Initial release September twenty first. Yeah, I don't know though. There's not even there's not even a trailer out or anything. How is there? What does that mean? How is that possible? Then? The director for that really kind of, you know, the shifted from being oh. something that I have very little interest in to okay, that could be something. Oh, like, um, uh, I can't think of his name now. Macron, or not, what's his name? Macon uh, Blair. What's his name, Brian? Macon Blair. Okay, I don't know if yeah, you pronounce Blair. it with a soft C or hard C, I'm not sure. So but, it's Mason but, um, or Masson or Macon. But uh, I've seen his movie Blue Ruin uh, many years ago, and I've watched it a handful of times, maybe. Uh, I really like it. He's a good actor. Have you seen... Aiden, are you watching the trailer for Toxic Avenger? I'm trying to see if there is a trailer for Toxic Avenger. I didn't see anything. I just saw eight released images. Uh, nothing of Dinklage as the Toxic Avenger, but I did see Elijah Wood, who looks very uh, Penguin-esque, 
and yeah. the guy from Rocky Horror, uh, you know the guy I'm talking about. Is it? Yeah, this is all fake. <coughs> bleeding, bleeding cool had stuff about it, to be honest. Okay. Very odd. I'm sure Elijah Wood has something to do in the production end of Have you seen I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore? I don't feel at home in this world anymore. I know the name. I haven't seen it. It's on Netflix. It's definitely worth the watch. It's uh, also by Macon Blair. Um, It's an interesting one. I much preferred it to Blue Rune. I'd heard a lot about Blue Rune and I didn't love it. But I could see why people were impressed by it. Um, I preferred I don't feel at home in this world anymore. I... I think I started watching that because I really, really... Obviously, I think Elijah Wood is great. And uh, Melanie Linsky, I might have butchered her name. Melanie Linsky is... I haven't seen her in anything bad. She's great. I think she's great. Yeah, yeah I think she's brilliant. Uh, I, I, I was a little bit disappointed by her role in The Last of Us because I think it was a waste of a good actor. She was the the one who was running the other town, right? Yeah, she was running some... Uh, like the hand kind of... They had some name. Can't remember. There was some kind of fringe group, like the Fireflies, but weren't. Is that correct, Brian? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think that's um, that's a fair roundup of our our doings and our marvels and our trailers and whatnot. Um, one of the things we said we'd talk about this week, or we'd have a look at this week, um, is the Kirk Douglas finished. Oh, I apologize, Aiden. But Brian, I could save Brian. it for afterwards because it'll probably be no, short. no. Go for it. Go for it, go for it my man. It. Or should we do it after? What are, What are we doing? Heavenly Vessel. Did you watch it? Heavenly Vessel. I have not. And I don't know what it's about. I, don't, I haven't heard. I it. didn't watch it. I watched the trailer you sent through. This is uh, the animated the trailer short film from the British studio, The Line. Is it just the trailer? It's a short. I it's like a two-minute short. So you probably watched oh, it. Well, did I, you? I guess I watched it. You probably watched it. I didn't. You watched I didn't see that, Brian. No. He threw it in the chat. From the Lion Animation, who do absolutely fantastic stuff. The Marvel Snap stuff they did for that mobile game is superb. They've done stuff in so <laughs> many different Ghost Rider. Styles. Yeah. They've done Deadpool thing was savage. They've done so much yeah, that's amazing. great stuff. Uh they released a short film. It's only two minutes. I think it was released on Friday. And it's right. absolutely stunning. I love it. I've watched it so many times. I think the favorite thing in it is the music. The music really the music is a perfect match for it, you know, um, which is kind of okay. cool when a director and, you know, a musician can get on the same page like that. Well, not just the director, obviously, everybody involved. But, um, yeah, beautiful, absolutely beautiful. So, and you, you said you got an art book from those people? <laughs> I did. It's a digital art book with some of the storyboards, model sheets, concept art. Um, the minimum suggested okay, price awesome. is five bucks so I bought that instantly and the model sheets and storyboards alone just you know, I love that stuff I love yeah. love seeing how stuff is made the thinking the working behind it but uh, absolutely beautiful short stunning okay, two minutes long watch it. go watch it I was, get, I was getting cultured at the time so you had to pardon me that's fair mm. that's fair <laughs> Okay, turns out I watched it all. Yeah, I guess I was half paying attention to it. Which is the best way to watch something, as we know. Yeah. 
did you did you listen to it in, or media. were you just looking at it no i'm just hearing it now yeah. i just like i had play, i thought it was a trailer so i just like at the runtime so i was just looking at some of the visuals going oh cool looks cool yep um but that, that's one of the great things about it as well is there is a whole story in there for you to just kind of deduce from details every shot is just it's all you, you can figure it out you know watching it once even but just kind of watching it again just trying to like parse through it and figure out what the story is and then I mean if you read the synopsis which is very brief will kind of confirm your your reading of it but um, I just loved it just give me more of that and if people wanted to check that out where could they watch it it's on YouTube you will need a, you will need a, an account because there's some boobies in it some booba one shot someone of someone please Please think of the children. Yeah, well, they have. That's why you need an account to confirm your age. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for thinking of the children. Yeah. Thank you for thinking of the children. Um, go watch it. It's great. It's pretty and haunting. I would yeah, watch it. I'm just looking at it. Um, <laughs> the detail I noticed was like beyond the boobus, as you mentioned. Um, there's, there is some hand squeezy boobies, but the... Um, and some body hair. The other hand up, but uh, the other hand up at her mouth, just like slipping a finger in her mouth. It's like that is that is graphic. It's a finger in the mouth. There's a lot going on in one. Get image. over it. Huh? It's a finger in the mouth. It's very erotic. But genuinely erotic. Um. All right. All right. Um. The line do amazing stuff. You're great. That is, um, as much as anything, that is a hell of a fucking portfolio piece. Because the rest of their stuff has been cool, but it's never been that. Yeah, it's a you bit know, of that's a just show, showing for them. Yeah. yeah. It's just showing, oh, by the way, we got this in our Yeah, we can do well. this shit. The line is, um, they did everything I can see from here. <coughs> um which I love and showed that forever. Like it was made for an iPad. I showed that in like classes I taught. Um, it's so cool. Yeah. Um, you should. I wonder if they're, wonder you, if they're, you wonder if they're hiring get, people to make coffee. I wonder. Probably. I bet they are. Um, they do that digital art book thing for a lot of their stuff. So get on that. Um, mm. I know you'd like that stuff too. I think. If I know you, maybe I don't know you. Maybe I don't. I like that stuff, Brian. Thanks, Kev. <laughs> What's up, Kev? What are you at? I was the way you just hopped up from below the desk was pretty funny. I was looking at the vessel. Ah, beautiful, gorgeous. Did you watch all of it, beautiful. Kev? I, I, I basically was just getting to the to the end of it. Titty, <laughs> titty end of it. To the titty end of it. <laughs> Is that what he says? <laughs> to the end of it. Oh yes, titty I end of it. it. That's intentional. <laughs> oh, that wasn't intentional, was it? Good on you. Yes, man. beautiful. Uh, you need to watch it. You need to watch it with sound as well, because the music is... Yes, the music is beautiful. I heard a little bit of the music there. Yes, I'll check it out further. Well, then that brings us to Ace in the Hole. Ace. Which we talked about last week, (laughs) um, because we were talking about Paths of Glory, which is a Kubrick uh, movie with Kirk Douglas that got us talking about Kirk Douglas's big head and the animated short The Big Story, which you can see on Vimeo. Um, There's a YouTube version of it, but it's crazy low res. Um, it's like ninety second long, called the big story on Vimeo. Oh, that's is that what that's from? I thought that that's that 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 was from. 
it's inspired by it. Yes. Um, That's uh, how I found out about Ace in the Hole. Was I was I'd watched the big story and I was just reading up on Corshin and Douglas, and then somewhere in that, it mentioned that Douglas had previously played uh, a journalist, and it was in a film directed by Billy Wilder, who is great. And that's when I first found out about it and watched it. What are your thoughts? What do you remember about Ace in the Hole? Did you <laughs> like it when you saw it? I did. I'll give you a second <laughs> to recover. Can't have it. I did. I thought it was great. And it was interesting finding out that it was uh, Wilder's first commercial and critical flop because he had been a box office and critical darling for for a while. And people really didn't like this when it first came out. It has since been reappraised. I know Billy Wilder movies, but... The, the stuff I associate with Billy Wilder is uh, Some Like It Hot and The Apartment and The Fortune Cookie and The Seven Year Itch. What I associate with Billy Wilder is the the light, comedic Americana stuff. Uh, is he do Mr. Deeds Goes to Washington as well? Is that not him? I'm not sure. Maybe I'm mixing that up. But um, It might be. I don't that's think Jimmy Stewart. Capra. That's Capra. While I have seen Sunset Boulevard and Double Indemnity, I did not quite register them as Billy Wilder movies. So I went into this expecting light Americana, chipper fun New York (laughs) uh, news story based even off the short. And it even kind of starts that way, you know, with, with Kirk Douglas arriving in the small town, being towed in like his car on the back of a tow truck, two wheels up, reading the newspaper and coming in and being sort of funny to the to the editor and like like I've met a man that wears belts I've met a man that wears braces but I'd never thought I'd lie to a man that wears belts and braces like it's it, it's funny bantery chit chat um, so going into it expecting the kind of comedy end of things um, it just got darker and darker and I was like oh yeah Wilder did some pretty significant film noir stuff Wilder did some writing um, commentary yeah. You alright? Oh, he's gone. He can't even hear me if I say, all right, Kev, he just left. You've upset him now. That was the, that was the final straw. So, uh, he's gone. Um, Kirk Douglas is playing a guy called Chuck Tatum, who has been relegated to small town news, and he's trying to find the big story that'll get him back into the good graces of the bigger publishers. Um, and after a year spent in Albuquerque, he's losing his damn mind. And he finds a situation in progress while driving to a snake hunting festival. Like, as I was watching this as well, I was definitely having thoughts of, like, Christ, The Simpsons lifted so much from old film, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, this is Bart Stuck Down the Well. Yeah. You know, this is Bart Stuck Down the Well. This is Whacking Day. Um, There is so much that that first era of Simpsons writers just lifted from old movies, which is great, you know? It, It makes for great television. Um, made for great cinema. Um, so he finds this man stuck down a, what would you say, mine shaft? In a cave, anyway. And he decides to make this his big story that's going to get him out. And he starts uh, interfering with the rescue plans, I guess, mm-hmm. to drag the story out as long as he possibly can. Um, it's. I don't know if I had gone in like you. Did you go in knowing it was a? I, I did because uh, biting it, it, noir type yeah, of thing. In the description I read, like they talked about how he was a completely 
you know, the guy had no scruples. He was mm. uh, ruthless and he would do anything for his story. So I kind of knew that part going in. Yeah. And I, I guess I was kind of more familiar with, not more familiar, but um, I was just aware of the Sunset Boulevard kind of side of Billy Wilder as well. So I, I, I'd, I'd read a good bit about it before I actually see it, seen it. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I had fun with it, I guess, because because I had the light comedy mind in. I just I just watched it gradually get darker and darker, and I was like, "How dark is this fucking thing going to get?" Um, the the father standing outside the cave, like he's just this. He's got a handful of scenes and just a few lines, but just this old depression era man with one fucking leg shorter than the other walking around just thanking people for helping to get his son out of a cave and just waiting and trying to get his like it's he's so sympathetic and the mother just praying and the whole time which was i don't know was that good or funny it was kind of odd like you first see that woman like they arrive at that cantina or that shop and it's just this woman in back praying not even hearing people going what's up service can I get some petrol? Um, I mean, did I, did you get to watch it, or did you? Are you just going off of remember? No, I watched it again. You watched it. Uh, that arrival, like I'm, I'm hopping around a bit, but like the banter was so fun, like up top, like because I was expecting the funny, like I can save him two hundred dollars a day. I'm a two hundred and fifty dollar a day newsman, and I'll go. I'll do the job for fifty. Like, that was such a fun, fun take. Like, the cocky way he walks into the place. I got fired for starting something with the editor's wife. I got fired for drinking. I got fired for this. You know, and when he asks him about the drinking, it's like, um, do you drink a lot? And he goes, not a lot, but frequently. It's such a beautiful little... Like, I was just chuckling my way through the first two minutes. Like, he was definitely a dickhead. And then when it cuts to him, like, having had the job, like, it's a it's it's a lovely transition, even, the way he walks into camera, it goes to black, and he walks away from the camera, and now he's been there a year, and he's wearing belt and braces, and he's walking around the place losing his damn mind. Um, it's actually straight out of the cartoon, where he's just, like, looking for big stories. Um, so, which makes the short all the more impressive as well, the, the capturing of that performance. I feel like we say this every time about something that deals with, you know, a media circus in any way. <laughs> but like, hmm. it's a very prescient film, you know, hmm. somebody manipulating the media to their own game. And how the public is far too easily manipulated by stories as well um, yeah have we learned nothing <laughs> it's only gotten worse it, it is you know <laughs> it's only gotten so much it's been accelerated and amplified by modern technology which is kind of grim yeah it's it's fascinating that like you can watch films like this and like like nightcrawler it's been said by like um, I've been talking to people about it and like Nightcrawler keeps coming up you know um, the the fact that like you know the only difference between today and then is like there was a day's delay in the publication you know <laughs> like the 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 way the public is manipulated like he's basically sending out 
He's basically sending out tweets or blogs to to rile up an audience. Yep. He's um, rage baiting and people rage baiting. He's he's misrepresenting the goings on, like for the for the sake of the political office of the sheriff. Mm-hmm. Like he he's he's he gets himself deputized so that he's under the sheriff's jurisdiction, so he can do what he wants on the rescue scene, and the sheriff keeps all the other journalists away, so that he writes about. Yep. Sheriff favorably so and helps them get they're re-elected. controlling the story for their their own gain. It's not just about um, drawing something out. It's about controlling media and the narrative. Yeah, for your for political power, which is yeah unheard of. Who would do such a thing? Who but that that also kind of tells be? you as well that you know obviously people were doing stuff like that back then. So like, there's a lot of political dynasties. Yeah. That, well, sure, that have Citizen cemented, Kane. you know, cemented mm. their power. They, they're kind of intractable now, you know? There's no removing them because mm-hmm. they've been in power and they have set themselves up to stay in power. And we've learned nothing. We, we just do mm-hmm. nothing. And the fact that the, a film like this can even get made and not get silenced, you know, it's just like let them, yeah. let them criticize us. What does it matter? They can't do shit. <laughs> the progression of the story was beautiful as well. From like when they rock up in their one car, just trying to get some fuel, to the first tourist showing up with a caravan, wanting to see what's going on, like rubbernecking. Um, the 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 more cars that follow the parking lot gets full the 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 circus like the carnival that they roll in but what was a beautiful moment i thought was just hilarious escalation was like as much as i'm saying this isn't a comedy there's definitely bits in it that are like intentionally darkly funny like the we had no they and it's almost a Simpsons joke as well. Like the camera reverses for the first time and you see that there's a fucking rail line in front of the thing and a whole train full of mobs of fucking rubberneckers are coming to see the guy trapped down a hole, you know? Um, it's such a funny escalation and a masterful, I guess, message. Like, he's telling this story so well. Like, just dribs and drabs of people. Even down to when they drift away and leave. You know? The, the, those first people packing up again. Um, I don't know. What, what is, is there anything to be said for the fact that the first people did have an emotional response to it? Like, they were invested in it? Um, I mean, that's, I guess, spoilers for poor... Uh, what was his name? Lewis? Leo? Leo? Leo Minoza? Leo Minoza. Leo Minoza. Um, he was great as well. He did a great job. They, they, they can get the guy out in 16 hours, but that won't drag the story on long enough, so they decide to drill into it from the top of the mountain, which is going to take a solid week. So the guy is lying in a cave under a rock for a week, slowly sort of asphyxiating and getting pneumonia. And all the time they're telling him he's doing. They're doing everything we can to get you out, Leo. We're doing everything we can. Don't worry. Come Monday, you'll be back. And he's he's. It's even just the way that he's like. He doesn't make the news. He just reports the news. He just. But he tells the story differently to everybody. You know, like he he hands him some cigars and a bottle of coffee, 
like a thermos of coffee and then comes back out and goes, sure, he's in there smoking cigars and drinking coffee. You know, like, I, it's the, just... It, it's such an ugly caricature of the way somebody would manipulate the media and put themselves at the center of a story to like further their own end, right? It's a it's a grotesque caricature. And it's exactly what Musk did when those fucking boys were stuck in the game. Like he 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 did exact like this film is like here's a real piece of shit. Here's what a piece of shit would do in this type of situation. And fucking what 50, 60 years later, you know, something comparable happens and Musk is like, make it about me. Make this about me. I can go in. If they just let me build my submarine, let me go in there. I know what I'm doing. Um, it's that parallel should drive us all to fucking insanity, <laughs> you know, because we are living in the circus that the film is, you know, like I said, it's a character. It's 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 a it's a you know exaggeration. You know, imagine the worst possible version of you know, somebody exploiting uh, someone's personal tragedy. And then decades later, uh, there's a billionaire who you think would just be fucking happy with their billions. But it says, like, no, make me the hero. Let's, let's, let's make this a circus and let's get everybody involved. And uh, put me at the center because I want to be, I want to be adored. Why hasn't that driven us all insane? There's a moment in it where, like, a radio guy is interviewing Chuck and the the engineer, and there's somebody just in the crowd who goes, I don't know why they're doing this at all. There's a much easier way to go through. And, like, somebody starts... Somebody starts coming in with the correct answer, and though they just silence him. Yeah, so frustrating as well it's like to have a moment where there is a sensible voice in the public shot down by a louder yeah grim great movie like it's 1951 and we're giving people a lot of lead time in to watch this film so i'm kind of it's film noir i don't know how spoilery let's not spoil 70 years after the fact we've already given away a lot and people might be interested in going out and checking it out you know kevin should watch it okay if anything, Kevin but the end of it is the end of it's amazing. Like I have gone back and watched the end of it over and over, just even cinematically. I've gone and I've cropped the end of that, and I've got saved that shot. Like it's it's great. It's so good. Um, and yeah, I'm I, I'm frustratingly here wanting to talk about it. It's such a beautiful um, the whole sequence from the minute something happens to the time that something else happens. It's great. <laughs> From the moment that bit happens to how that bit plays out, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a solid fucking film. Uh, Wilder's got a hell of a catalog. Mm. Um, so I'm kind of frustrated at myself for mixing him up with Capra. Um, like Wilder's. Yeah, your film buff card is revoked now for that. I'm sorry. I know, so, right? Um, yeah. Sunset Boulevard, Ace in the Hole, Stalag 17, I haven't seen. Sabrina, I have. Seven Year Itch. Spirit of St. Louis, I have seen. Some Like It Hot, The Apartment. Ermola Deuce, The Fortune Cookie. He got into a real Jack Lemmon, Walter Matthau face. And why wouldn't you? Um, and why wouldn't you? I haven't seen Buddy Buddy. That's like his last film. Um, 
I wonder if it's watchable. Like, I'm looking at the trailer here, and it looks like that sort of, like, late 70s, early 80s era where they were, like, starting to play with film stocks that were closer to video. And it just, like, it looks crap looking, you know? Like, there's a there's a phase in... Um, there's a phase in TV production, like, even people talk about, like, fil- um, like sports, like um, boxing and, like, American football. Like, 30s, 40s, 50s, they shot all those games on film, so you can go and look at them. And then they started shooting them on, like, videotape, and they look crap Dog by shit. comparison. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's just this phase of just ugly-looking movies. Like, they remade 12 Angry Men at one point. Jack Lemmon, I think. They remade, they remade 12 Angry Men, and they remade Harvey. Like, they remade Harvey with Jimmy Stewart, I think, in the 80s, late 70s. And it's in color and shot on video. And it's like, why did they do this? Um, Some stuff just belongs in the era that it was made in. Um, I don't know. How would you remake Harvey today? I'm going completely off on a tangent. Um, Don't. Ace Ace in the Hole. Very, very good. Um, Kev should watch it. Kev should watch it. Yeah, oh, we'll get to it for Do. sure. Do. After stop making sense and uh, uh, Kev, have you seen that? You've seen the big story as well, have you? I, I must have showed it to you. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. The the short animation. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Also I have, watch I that. Anybody who's listening, go watch it. Yes. What's that called again, Ryan? For people, big story. Big story. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just Kurt Douglas pacing around a room talking headlines and getting frustrated right as far as I remember I know it looks beautiful it looks class and it's, and it's yeah, like well animated it's a, character wise but it's Frank Gorshin who played the Riddler doing a Kirk Douglas impression so you could also go yeah. down a rabbit hole of Frank Gorshin impressions because they're pretty uncanny and really good I was talking uh, online to a very, I guess, uh, another film nerd mate, and he uh, suggested that if I'm, I'm still looking for a sort of downbeat noir fifties era buzz, uh, he recommended The Hustler, which is Paul Newman. Um, have you seen The Hustler? I've seen The Hustler. I am aware of it. Yeah, um, it's cool. Um, I have heard people say, "Watch The Color of Money." Yep, and then go back and watch The Hustler because The Hustler has that like very like old school vibe and. You watch either like in any order. Use of that pacing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, 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 I would say that to people who maybe you know don't watch as many films. You know, if they're more used to more modern, faster kind of pace, the pace is different for. But anybody who's watching older films all the time, just watch them whatever order. Oh yeah, no, that's yeah. If you're used to, I don't know why I'm trying to repeat you. Yeah, you can repeat me. I was repeating you. <laughs> if if older films are a bit of an effort for you, watch The Color of Money. Learn to like Fast Eddie. And then go watch how fast Eddie became fast Eddie, and it's good. What's the? Um, is it Minnesota Fats? Is that the name of the guy he's playing against? Like the guy he has, to, he wants to like have the big. Yeah. That's Jackie Gleason. Jackie Gleason. So. Primarily a comedic actor historically. This is his like big dramatic performance. Um, he's great. Uh, the Hustler, I know, but the other one he recommended is a film called Elmer Gantry. Have you ever heard of that? Now, I'm not suggesting we go watch this. I'm, I'm fully in a sort of October Halloween mood at this point, and I'm going to start suggesting spooky movies for the next couple of weeks, um, whether or not you all want to jump on those with me. But um, 
Uh, Elmer Gantry is a 1960 drama about a confidence man and a female evangelist selling religion to small town America. Uh, it's uh, Burt Lancaster, Gene Simmons, Arthur Kennedy. Cool looking poster, and like I guess as those movies of that time do have cool looking posters. Um, hard drinking, fast talking, traveling salesman with a charismatic personality infuses biblical passages and fervor into his pitches as a way to ease and collect money. Um, I'm sure everybody comes out of that movie alive and happy. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've watched much with Burt Lancaster in it. Birdman of Alcatraz. What would you know Lancaster from? Birdman of Alcatraz. Like, it's a name I know. Hmm? Birdman of Alcatraz. Field of Dreams. Okay, you said Field of Dreams. Is he in Field of Dreams? Yes. Okay. You said the Birdman of Alcatraz? Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's probably that the one I, I have him. seen. Yeah, that's probably the one I know him for the most. From Here to Eternity is actually... I haven't seen it. Um, the Leopard. The Leopard is a movie I've looked at a lot because the screen grabs of it are great looking. Um, but I've not actually watched the movie. Um, that's that's our little fucking rabbit hole on 1950s, 60s um, films and actors off the back of Ace in the Hole. Uh, go and watch it. It oh, is great. Uh, the Swimmer. That was one I actually saw on the last oh, yeah. picture show with Brian Red, the thing we were talking about recently. Did you watch that? That's is that I'm trying to remember it. He's going from swimming pool to swimming pool in people's gardens or something. Yeah. That's a weird film, isn't it? It's well, we talked about that before. Film. We did, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just um, going home through people's back garden pools. We probably talked about it because we were probably talking about Frank Gorshin. <laughs> probably brought us to Bernard right. Lancaster. We're probably going just fucking. <laughs> Full circle here, I think. That's great. When you complete a circle, it's time to call it a day, right? I always like seeing old technology, stuff that was just commonplace. Um, the teletype machine was fun. Like, it's kind of like, you literally, you're text messaging back and forth. That's hilarious. Um, like, they've got this, like, it's basically an old radio cabinet, Kev, with a typewriter on it. And it's like, yeah, the teletype. And they're, they're basically text messaging. It's kind of funny. Free email. Um, in Ace in the Hall. Yeah, Ace yeah. Hole is like 1951. 1951. Wow. So, so it's like, like it's sending a signal, and then the machine is like tapping on the thing. Yeah, yeah, gas. Pretty mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> uh, the other thing is, um, Kirk is typing. <laughs> yeah. The publisher, the New York City publisher, is J. Jonah Jameson for real. Okay. Um, that is so funny. He's just a shouty. J. Jonah, like that stereotype has been around. I'd love to get a list of actors that have played shouty newspaper um, editors. Because yeah. um, it made me think of um, Hudsucker Proxy as well, like John Mahoney having that role. Um, I like those guys. J.J. J.K. Simmons. J.J. Um, Abrams. Uh, not not J.J. Abrams. No. Um, no. It's just, it is funny seeing technology and stuff of the day like I always think about Double, Double Indemnity has the shop steward um, recording or no he, he's actually recording the story of everything that happened onto a wax cylinder you know it's told in flashback as he's dying yes is it Double Indemnity yeah it is okay um, I'm just mixing it up um, he's recording like it's it's told in flashback and he's recording the story onto a wax cylinder it's it's funny seeing the technology of the day as we move forward. Yeah, that'd be fine. 
That's all right. So, listen, uh, ahead of next week, I would suggest we watch the movie Nomads. It looks like fun. It's John McTiernan, the director of Die Hard, Die Hard 3, Predator, The Hunt for Red October, uh, The 13th Warrior, Basic, uh, Medicine Man. It is his first film. It features a French, a French anthropologist following a group of people around L.A. The French anthropologist is, of course, played by Pierce Brosnan. So um, it looks like fun. Uh, the people in the van are spooky in some way. Um, that is what I suggest we watch for the next episode and for our first official Halloween season episode. Any, any first reactions? Any first thoughts on that? Um, not heard of it before. Uh, mm-hmm. The cover art makes it look... It actually kind of reminded me of The Frighteners for some reason, but it makes it look like real spooky. Uh, Looks like The Frighteners, kind of Last House. No, not Last House on the left. Um, What's the vampire movie with the neighbor? Uh, Fright Night. Fright Night, yeah. yeah. Which I Mm. enjoyed the remake of, as far as I remember. Um, I feel like the Mm. remake had David Tennant. David Tennant, Colin Farrell. Yeah, yeah. uh, that's that's a good, uh, that's a fun movie. The the Chekhov kid, Uh, Anton Yelchin. Yeah. And uh, McLovin as well. Cable of Lantern. And this, this slightly looks like uh, like Peak Pierce. Third time in a row for his nipple. Third nipple in a row. <laughs> episode in a row. Second episode in a row. Third nipple. Tree nipple. Second mention. Second episode mentioning Pierce Brosnan. Third episode main event. Is it a lateral move if we end up talking about Pierce Brosnan's third nipple as much as we talked about Zack Snyder? (laughs) 